I've entitled my talk uh, today, Who Will Stop the Pain? Who Will Stop the Pain? Now, there are times, you know, you, you start talking about that, and, you know, I don't mean to smile, but there are some things that bring pain to my life that I kind of bring on myself, you know. And I, I think, you you know, you're kind of the same way because, you know, all pains are kind of different by definition. And, you know, some things just cause us pain. I, I'll just use an illustration because everybody here can get this uh, today. Uh, everybody in this service, you really believe everybody else drives stupid but you. That's the best response I've gotten in a long time. That's right. We, we really but don't be looking around now, okay? Look up here. Well, I'm we, we really believe that, you know, and, and I don't know if you're like me. Sometimes, man, I'll drive down the road and talk to them other drivers. You know, they can't even hear me, you know. You're the holiest bunch I've ever spoke to, I think. Yeah, don't look at me holy now. I'm going to tell you, uh, yeah, I, I've done that. You know, some things just, it just bring you a little bit of pain. Don't, don't you hate it when you're trying to get on the interstate and they won't move over? My Lord, you know, help us out here, brother. Well, I don't know if this... It applies to you at all, but one of my main things, you know, and maybe you're more holy than me, but we got two lanes where I bank, you know, you can do the drive-through thing, you know, and you pull up and, and you got one car in one line and three cars in another line. And common sense tells us the fastest way for me to get through this bank experience is to get behind the one car. You feel my pain, don't you? Huh? You've been there. Yeah, you feel my pain. I get in behind that. Always get behind the guy. He can't fill out a deposit form. You know what I'm saying? They'll send it through and send it back and send it through. And a thousand cars will go through that other lane. I'm like, dude, man, come on. You, you feeling my pain here a little bit today, aren't you? Yeah, it just some of, you know, sometimes people say things to us is not true and kind of bring, you ever go to the dentist, this won't hurt. Uh, it hurts, man. Don't do that to me. I think this is one of my favorite, and we can really relate to this here in Oklahoma lately. Don't you love it? We're driving down the road, and the signs say, men working, and they're not. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wait a minute, you know, and I'll drive by and there'll be one guy down in the hole working his brains out, but there'll be 15 standing at top watching him. You know, if I get that job, I want to be a watcher. That's what I want. I want. I like to watch people work better than the other. You know what I'm saying? So some things we just got to, you know, kind of step back and kind of laugh at ourselves. But reality teaches us, friends that there's some pain that has come into our lives just not funny. Storms have blown in, and, man, it hurts. It, it's, it's not fun. Like maybe a loved one passed away. Maybe it was a day that divorce papers were served to you. Maybe it was that moment in time where you realized that somebody that you loved and trusted deceived you and lied to you. As you see, sometimes pain's just not funny. It really, really hurts. Pain comes our way through the storms of life is a reality to us all. Every one of us at this worship experience today have two things in common. We've all experienced pain and we've all caused pain. 
Every one of us have pain. I title my talk, Who Will Stop the Pain? The storms come. It brings pain. You know, I've got a friend that's a builder. <clears throat> Had coffee with him one day, and he shared with me, you know, we have tornadoes quite a bit here. And, you know, he shared. He said, you know, Lynn, a tornado or winds can come through and just blow down a facility. You know, the walls are down. The roof's gone. It's just shattered and scattered in all directions. But he said, as a builder, he said, I'm going to come in, and I'm going to check out that foundation. So I'm going to look over it with a fine-tooth comb. And if that foundation has not been cracked or moved, I can go right back to the same spot and rebuild upon it. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19 says, God's solid foundation stands firm. And I know that we all know the reality of the storms of life. And maybe you're in a position today where you feel scattered and shattered and, man, the storms just... But the good news is our lives are built upon the solid foundation of Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen. And no storm can affect our God. It might affect us, but it cannot affect our God. God is still God during the worst storms. Amen. (laughs) There is not a storm strong enough that's going to affect our God. Our lives are built upon a firm foundation. So today, let's go back together to a foundation and just rebuild today because it may have affected us, but it has not affected God. We're going to rebuild today in Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20 talks about being built on a foundation with Jesus Christ as a chief cornerstone. There's something you can count on today, friend, and that is our firm foundation stands good and strong for us in spite of the storms that we've been through. For our talk today, I'd like to take you, if you have your bulletin, follow along. We're going to the Acts, the 27th chapter, and I want to look today at a storm that the Apostle Paul and 276 sailors went through on the Adriatic Sea. I'd like to read verses 13 through 15, and let's just set the stage here today. Verse 13 said, When a gentle south wind began to blow, they thought they had obtained what they wanted. So they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long... A wind of hurricane force called the Nor'easter swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind, so we gave way to it and were driven along. Now focus on a couple of things in these verses. They thought they had obtained what they wanted. Everything is going along smoothly. All of a sudden, here comes the hurricane, the Nor'easter, the big wind, And they could not fight it. And the Scripture said they just gave way to it as it drove them along. Let's look at seven things today about a storm. Number one, a storm takes all our energy to hold it together. A storm takes all our energy to hold it together. Reference verse 17, same chapter. When the men had hoisted the lifeboat aboard, they passed ropes under the ship itself, to hold it together. Now, see what's happening. They're trying to get the lifeboat on because we're in the midst of a storm. So they're putting ropes under it, doing everything they can to hold it together. You've been through a storm. 
you know, you're like me. Sometimes you're just putting all your mental, physical, and emotional energy in. You're just trying to hold it together, man. I'm, I mean, you, if I can just hold this thing together, that will be my miracle. Secondly, storms reveal to us what are important. Storms reveal what is important. Verse 18, we're just continuing walking through this particular portion of Scripture. Verse 18 said, We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. Okay, so we're in the midst of the storm. Now we've got to throw stuff off because storms reveal what's important. Herbert has taught us many times about the value of what's important and, and the priorities of our life. I know I'm going quickly, but let's move to number three. Storms cause hope to waver sometimes. Verse 21 says this, After the men had gone a long time without food, I'm sorry, verse 20, forgive me, verse 20, When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. You ever been in the midst of a storm? I know we're walking quickly here, but you've been in the midst of a storm. All of a sudden you're thinking, my, all hope is gone. I don't know. It's just always going to be this way. Number four, now it really gets fun. Everybody smile, even if you have to fake it. You do. Number four, storms reveal bad decisions. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that fun? Storms reveal bad decisions. Now, verse 21. I jumped ahead. Now, verse 21. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have been spared, spared yourself this damage and loss. So now Paul gets up in the midst of the storm and says, you guys blew it. You made a bad decision. How many ever made a bad decision? <laughs> Good. Sure. How many ever told a lie? <laughs> How many ever stole something? How many been through a divorce? How many wish I'd shut up? I finally got a hundred percent on the last one. Come on. How many ever been wrong? If you didn't raise your hand, you're wrong right now. We've all been, man, we've all made some bad decisions, some wrong choices. We've all, you, you know, what we don't need is what Paul just did. You know, Paul got up right in their face and said, you shouldn't have done. No, come on, are you like me now, friends of People's Church? Are you like me that when you made a bad decision, it's usually not very long till I know I made a bad decision. I usually can realize that. I usually kind of figure that out, you know, on my own. Paul kind of gets up. You know, in their face, you should have done what I said to do. You know why it got a little tense when I'm asking all those questions? Because there's pain in acknowledging failure. We don't want that pointed out, you see. That's why we thank God for His grace. Because in the midst of failure and in the midst of the storm, His grace still covers us. But sometimes those storms reveal bad decisions. Number five, now it's going to turn positive. Number five, storms remind us of the Lord's presence. 
Storms remind us of the Lord's presence. Verse 22 says, But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Now, watch verse 23. Last night an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, stood beside me. See, the Lord's presence is with us in the storm. And said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. Verse 25, So keep your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it, it will happen just as He told me. You see, storms remind us of the Lord's presence. Isn't it good? If you're in a storm today, I want to remind you, He's still with you. The storm has not driven away your God. See, it might have affected you. You might even be at a place where you feel like you're just scattered and shattered in all kinds of directions, but it has not affected God. His presence is still with you. Now, I want to share kind of a personal testimony of a storm that I have been through. And I think that many times when we talk about going through the storms of life, many times they're family-related. And there's really no, no pain like family pain. It seems to hurt the worse. And, you know, the Bible says that when we get married, two become one. So I got one yardstick in my hand. When we get married, two become one. In 1997, I was kind of like this this story, you know, I, I thought I had obtained what I wanted. Life was going pretty good for me. I've been a traveling minister now for almost 25 years. Just lean over to your neighbor and say, he really don't look that old. Come, come on, come on. Thanks for helping me out there, folks. I appreciate, man, I've been, I just thought I'd obtained what I wanted. Things were just going pretty good. You've had those seasons in your life. just seems like, you know, every, everything's going pretty good. And I came in from a speaking assignment, got home, got unpacked, and all of a sudden, there's a knock at my door, and a policeman served me divorce papers. What? No. What are you... No. I even said to the officer, what, I, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do with... What? I'm a minister of the gospel. What are you... I, I thought... I obtained what I wanted. And all of a sudden, winds began to blow. Life began to swirl. And you know what? When one becomes two, there's pointed, jagged edges that bring pain to our life. And it never goes away. You want it to. This is not supposed to happen to me. What? Always pain when one is broken into two pieces. The jagged edges. Oh, you go through seasons in your life just like I did. I think, I think I'm getting healed up. It's all good and all of a sudden something will happen and oh, there it is again. There Oh, you see, all of a sudden, friends of mine whom I had had meals in their home won't even talk to me because now I've been through a divorce. People walked out on me. 
ministers. I'd used to speak in their pulpits across the nation. They used to have me as ministry guests. Now they won't even talk to me. The pain and the piercing. And all of that's hard, people's church, and all of that really hurts. And I'll ask the media people to go ahead and put up the first picture, please. All of that's really, really painful. But remember, there's no pain like family pain. And I want to introduce you to my 11-year-old daughter. That's Carissa, my 11-year-old daughter. Carissa won't even call me daddy. She refuses to call me dad. I've never tucked her in bed at night. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Pain. It hurts. Oh, I'll call her on the phone sometimes. She'll say, I don't even want to talk to you. Oh, man. Oh, and then we'll go through a little season where it's going to be okay. And, you know, it's starting to feel feel all right. And, and it's, it's starting to be okay. And then, like, coming up, you know what? I'm, I'm going to come and we're going to spend some time at Christmas. No, I don't want to see you. Oh. Oh. Because the pain never goes away. The hurt and the heartache of broken relationship brings pain to other people. And from within my spirit, I'm crying out today the title of my talk, Who's Gonna Stop This Pain? And some of you are sitting in this worship experience today asking the same question because it's the same for you as it is for me. Just one piercing, one pain, right after another. Will it ever end? Will it ever go away? Number six. Storms drive us to unfamiliar territory. By the time we get to verse number 39, okay, the storm is over. We've landed on an island. But the Word of God said in verse 39, when daylight came, they did not recognize the land. Okay, the storm's over. But man, this doesn't look familiar to me. I never thought I'd go through a divorce. This looks, this doesn't even, man, this, I don't know how to act. I don't know what to do. My friends have left me. I, man, I, I don't have any idea. This, nothing looks familiar to me. Because after the storm, sometimes you end up in unfamiliar places around unfamiliar people. But number seven, I've been waiting this whole experience to get to this point for you because I want to remind you, friends, number seven, that miracles happen in spite of the storm. Praise the Lord. Miracles still happen in spite of the storm. Now we go over to Acts chapter 28 and we find in verse number 2 when they got there that the islanders showed them unusual kindness, gave them favor, started helping them out. Then, then in the following verses, the Word of God talks about how they're all getting, they get around this campfire. 
And they're trying to get warm because they've been going across the sea and it's been raining on them, you know. So they get around this campfire and they're all trying to get warm. And all of a sudden, Paul's trying to warm his hands. The Apostle Paul and the Word of God tells us there that a serpent jumped up and bit his hand. Jumped up and... You see, isn't that just like the enemy? Isn't that just like the devil? I sent a storm to your life. It blew you to unfamiliar territory. It got you to a place, but now I got you there. I'm going to jump up one more time and bite you and try to destroy you and try to get you down. But the Word says that Paul shook it off. In the midst of the fire, he just shook that off. Everybody's looking at him. Man, he's going to swell up and die. He just stood there toasting his s'mores around the campfire. Make some of you hungry right now, ain't it? He never had any effect on them. Why? Because miracles still happen in spite of the storm. You go on through the next, the rest of that chapter and the following verses, and you find that people started bringing the sick to the apostle Paul, and he'd lay hands on them, and they'd get healed. You see, in spite of the storm, they're still a miracle-working God, ladies and gentlemen, in spite of the storm. And I want to tell you, I don't know your story. I stepped into your miraculous series. I told my story today. I don't know your story, but I do know this. I'm looking across a worship experience today with people that are attending people's church. And I know you got a story. I know you've been through storms. And I'm looking across there at a bunch of survivors because the devil has sent his best storm. He's hit you hard. He's rocked you in the boat of life. He's tried to mess you up. People have walked out on you, brought pain to your life. You've cried yourself to sleep. But look at you sitting today in a worship experience, giving praise to your God. Look Look at you right now. Look at you in this house. Victorious over the greatest storm. The devil thought he had you. (laughs) But he did. Look at you today sitting here. And man, you're not only in church, you're looking good today. Amen. Oh, tell your neighbor he's talking about me right now. You know that. That's right. Oh, we are in God's house. In spite of that storm. The Lord's still doing miracles in us. Could you put up the next picture for me, please? So I want to show you a picture. Three years ago, a woman stepped into my life named Diana. And in March, we'll be married three years. Miracles still come in the midst of the storm. Miracles still happen in... Oh, God's good. Ooh, la, la. Would you look at that? Pitter, patter, let me at her. I'm telling you what. My friend. You, I'm telling you God's good, folks. Miracle. Some of you going to use that tomorrow, aren't you? I, know, I see the look on your face. Hey, the miracle that still happens in the midst of a storm. Friends got up and walked out on me. But people stepped into my life like your pastor, Herbert Cooper. And for ten years, he's walked through the storm with me. You need to know that you've got a man of grace and compassion that leads this church, ladies and gentlemen. You thank God for your pastor. He stayed on the phone with me while, I, while I've wept. 
He prayed with me in the office because I don't share this story publicly much. And I just told him before the first experience, Herbert, you got to pray with me. Man, I just I just get so shaken. And you've been through storms that, that keep shaking you up too. We know what it is. But miracles still happen, friends. In the midst of a storm, there's still a miracle working. God, I'm going to tell you, in spite of what you've been through, God's not done with you. The devil thought he had you, but there's still a miracle inside of you. There's still a miracle in your situation and God is not finished with you. It's not. Who will stop the pain? I, I hear you, Lynn, but but I still got the... Oh, it still hurt. Who, Who's going to stop the pain? I'm glad you ask. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17 gives us the answer. The Word of God says, But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. There's our answer. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Who will stop the pain? He will. He will. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 25 says, When the storm has passed by, the wicked are gone. But the righteous stand firm forever. Storm's gone. So are the wicked. But we're built upon a solid foundation. Second Corinthians twelve nine says, His grace is sufficient for you. So I don't know what you're going through today. But I do know, in the midst of your storm, there's still a miracle-working God that is working in you and through you. And He's not finished with you yet. Who's going to stop the pain? God is going to heal our wounds and restore us to health. Would you bow your heads with me, please?